listener production. Kickbump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickbump Podcast, your fortnightly DM on all things motherhood. Welcome to another Kick Bump episode, guys. I haven't got Mandy across from me, who's usually across from me. I've got Josh across from me because he's our special guest for the day. And I just figured if I'm going to do my Harvey update, I might as well have you in that as you're a very big part of that. So <laughs> hello, Josh. How you going? Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So we've recently had you on the Kick Pod mm-hmm. to talk about all things mm, very intimacy. different. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> No, today we are talking about different things as we are on the Bump podcast. Now, before I get into the chat, usually I do a bit of a Harvey update. Mm-hmm. So I figured we could do that together. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that we are so happy about and so excited to say is that he's sleeping past. Yeah. He's sleeping past seven. Yeah. And the listeners would know that he has been an early riser for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And because he's been an early riser, we've also had him going to bed quite early because anytime we tried to put him to bed later, he still woke up early and yep. he would just be cranky from not having enough sleep. So daylight savings started to come around the corner. And I heard all my girlfriends talking about like getting their babies yeah, to bed like a little earlier. Scarier yeah, like they're all like, oh my gosh, we need to, you know. And there's always stuff on social media to help parents out in that situation. But for Harvey, he was already going to bed early and already waking up early. Mm. So I was like, maybe we don't need to do anything. Maybe we'll mm. just sit and just see what happens because it's just naturally going to be an hour later. Mm. And that's exactly what we did. The, the moment daylight savings changed, he went to bed at 7.30 instead of 6.30. Yep. And he woke up at 7 instead of 6. Mm-hmm. And today he woke up at 7.45. He did. <laughs> Legend. It's funny because I'm always out at the gym in yeah. the morning. This isn't, hasn't been like the yeah, early true. rising thing hasn't been… So that's so true. <laughs> hectic for me because I'm up anyway and gone before he wakes up. So. That's so true. I mean, you get it on the weekends. I'm glad. Though. We definitely share the load sake. on the weekends. Oh, happy days. Happy days. We love daylight savings, and I feel really bad for any parents out there who have like who it's completely ruined yeah, their routine. Because for us, it was the best thing to ever happen. To Even us went for a little picnic. Oh uh, yeah, like we couldn't do that because I'm yeah. in bed. But and now I'm like, even if I work late. Like, I will make it home in time yeah. for his bedtime, which so is many just good the things. best. Daylight savings should be always. <laughs> it's got my vote. But on the flip side of that, obviously, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> Anyone knows if they've got a toddler. Uh, we have entered tantrum territory. And I think we I've have. said those words before, but this is like another level. Mm. Yeah. And it's so spontaneous. Yeah. So he'll be happy as. Can't exaggerate how happy yeah. he'll be. And then, like, his mind will just flip to, like, Something like, I want my drink or I want to open the door. And he'll just scream yeah. and like headbutt things. <laughs> he headbutts things. Or he'll like squat down and put his hands on the ground and just put his forehead on the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, do you need a minute? And you just wait and you just kind of sit there helplessly, like just letting them process it. And then he'll stand up. He'll have his little tucked lip. Yeah. And then he realizes what he's done and he's just totally fine. Yeah. But it is a bit of a whirlwind. But they're like constant now. Oh. <laughs> There's like 25 of them a day. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're going to get an insight into what life is like as a stay-at-home dad because mm. I've spoken a lot to 
um, women who are stay-at-home parents. And there is differences in that. Um, one of those big differences is that a lot of your mates in mm-hmm. your, your circle of friendship are not stay-at-home dads. Some of them, like a few of them, Most are even parents. Aren't dads to start. Yeah, exactly. Most aren't even parents. Yeah. But there is some that are parents, but they're not stay-at-home yeah. parents. So, for example, for me, I have plenty of friends who are stay-at-home mums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're going to talk about that. And then also just being generally in a position mm-hmm. that you didn't grow up thinking, I'm sure you didn't grow up thinking this is what you were going to mm. be doing, only because that was yeah. more traditional and like that was just the way it was. And it's yeah. gradually changing. It's gradually shifting. Um, it wouldn't have even been considered until more recent times. Mm. But we're glad it's changing. Absolutely. You're a part of that change. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. First of all, this one comes up quite a little bit in my DMs. I don't know if it comes up at all with you, but people ask a lot how we decided on this. Like, how did we come to the decision that I was going to go back to work and that mm. you would be the stay-at-home parent um, and would stop your work that you were doing? How did that decision come up? Was it a conversation? So let's kind of go back to when I was pregnant and we were kind of discussing what Mm-hmm. it was going to look like. I think I will point out it was COVID in that time. It was a lockdown. So our lives had changed yep. a lot from where it was because mm-hmm. we had quite a spontaneous, exciting work life, Absolutely. I will say, like over three years ago. Yeah. So back from the start, um, I left high school and did a apprenticeship with my dad's business, which was in shop fitting, um, commercial construction, and then finished that and moved into the office to do pursue project management. So I did that for, I think, four years. Got to a point where with the way, I guess, social media was taking off and whatnot, we were very fortunate with travel opportunities and Mm. events. And um, when all that, I guess, opportunity came up for us through probably your line of work, I was involved with that to some extent by learning how to shoot photos on a camera. So I bought a camera. I'll never forget, actually, our first trip away Mm. when I was like, wait, I should probably look at capitalizing on these opportunities as well by taking the content. Yeah. So I remember we, I bought a camera and we went to um, Morocco. Oh, yeah. So I bought this brand spanking camera. And um, the strangest ironic thing was we were going away to shoot a four-page spread in Cosmopolitan magazine. Yeah, it was your first Because I kind of pitched yeah. myself as a photographer. Yeah. However, I'd never shot on a proper camera before. Yeah. And I never forget how like stressful it was because we were, I remember we going to bed and we had no Wi-Fi or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm taking all these photos, which I'm getting back on my computer and they're all full of grain and they're all just horrible. <laughs> and I remember being so stressed, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and these are going to go in the magazine. Yeah. Anyway, so that then, I learned how to shoot photos a little bit better. And I suppose prior to that, you took the leap. You left your dad's business, which you always had in your mind well, that, that was, was going to be your future. That was kind of around that time because we are playing yeah. with the idea of, can I do this? Yeah. So I was doing it on the side. And then it was like, all right, no, nah, I love what I'm doing. And then we, yeah, we started talking about what if you leave your dad's business, which was always supposed to be, you know, he wanted me to take it over and yeah. run it and he moved into retirement and whatnot. But I guess the way I've always explained that was it's, it's really hard to take over someone else's dream, not your own. Yeah. So I could have just had it all handed to me in an envelope and said, here's a business, go run it. But it wasn't my dream. So it would never have been successful because mm-hmm. it's his dream and the way he's built it is his way. Totally. And then you were living the dream. We were traveling. Yeah. We were so I, I left my brands. job. Left yeah. my job to literally pursue content creation yeah. at that point. And launch our other business. Yeah. Which we were on three years. I yeah. Think. So we, we launched an e-com business, um, which then hand in hand, my content creation 
helped all that for a and long time. And then we went into COVID and mm-hmm. we were still working on that business. I was yep. working on Kik. Yeah. We were both working from home, yep. home a lot. Mm. Then I got pregnant. Well, Kik was also going really well. It was. Like, well, it's, yeah. It's building it and building. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It sorry. is going well. <laughs> it's, it was on a very high, fast trajectory, trajectory yeah. of, of growth. So, yeah, that was obviously a big discussion early on going, well, you need to be and want to be yeah. really present in what you've created. Yeah. And then in, in my side of things, it was, you know, excited about having a baby and weighing up, how does this work? Yeah. And I mean, it, for me, it was clear as day from the start that that's the way we probably should have gone mm. and did go. Mm. Um, so I don't think it took too much conversation between you and I about… It didn't. It wasn't like a super deep one. It just kind of like yeah. gradually Well, it made sense. Through. It makes perfect sense that what, you, what you're doing… You're more successful than me as far as what what comes across. The, <laughs> oh my gosh! What comes across the uh, the accounts? So that makes sense. Give you the opportunity to continue what you're doing and pursue. But you were also excited about the idea Absolutely. of spending time with her. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The next thing is we you, the way you grew up. Uh, mm-hmm. Your dad worked really, really hard. Still works really hard to this day, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But um, worked really, really hard. And your mum was a stay at home mum. And yeah. because you're your youngest brother, is is it 14 years difference between you two? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So your mum was a stay-at-home mum for like 15 Forever. plus, yeah. a long time, a yeah. long time. And so you grew up, I suppose, in a household where mm-hmm. your dad… Went to work, went mum to stayed work. at home and raised the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So how has it been kind of reflecting on that or thinking your position is so different? So I guess I never, like you said in the intro, I never really… If you were to ask me five years ago, oh, will you be a stay-at-home dad? I would never have said, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But I never just thought that's what, what I would end do. up doing. Yeah. By no means. But I think where we are going before with um, me growing up, like my dad started the business that I, was, that, I, that I worked in at a very young age. So I think he was 22, mm-hmm. like just before he had me, he embarked on that mission to build his business. And um, so from me being born to, I want to say like 12, I like barely saw him. Mm. Outside of like he did things like he was my cricket coach on the weekend. Mm. But other than that, he was gone before Very I'd wake busy. up for school and he'd be home literally 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, mm. eat, sleep. Never saw him. Yeah. So, I mean, to transition that to, I guess, my position now, I'm so grateful and fortunate that I can be more, way more, I guess, present in Harvey's life in these years. So, yeah, as far as that goes, I'm stoked to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think it was interesting what you touched on then about like, you know, if you asked me five years ago, I wouldn't have said, oh yeah, it's my dream to be a stay-at-home dad. Mm. But I also wouldn't have been like, no, I could never do that. Because yeah. I think there is some people who it's like, that is what I want to do. That is what I want to be, regardless of yeah, gender. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got mates who say that all the time. Yeah. Particularly because I'm in that position. They're like, oh my God. They've now I, seen I, I, That's yeah. all I want in my life. Like yeah. My cousin says to me all the time, he's like, my dream is to do what you're doing. I'm like, oh, that's sick. So but nice. I love I love that. Yeah. And there, no matter the agenda, there is so many people who, mm. who have that as their dream. Mm. Then there's people who wouldn't really necessarily say it's their dream, but they fall into it and they yeah. are fine with it and mm-hmm. they're happy with it. And then there's the ones that are like, sure, nah, that'll never be me. Yeah. I'm way too career driven. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important point is that it's not like you were, when I say you weren't incredibly career driven, yeah. that I'm not saying that in a way because you are seriously driven. You work really hard and mm. you also can't sit still. Like you mm. always stay busy. So even though you are the stay-at-home parent, you are still working on different things just because yeah. you can't help it because that's the way you like to function. Literally, yeah. So when I say you're not career-driven, yeah, I don't yeah. mean it like that, but it's not like you were in a career where, you know, if you I took a break… plan to be it. Exactly. A, B, and now… Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, again, that makes sense why where your career is very different to what mine was. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense for me to be at home. 
Do you... Because I've admitted on this podcast that I envy you a lot of the time. Just because, like, there's some days where, for whatever reason, something might be going on. I might be overly stressed. Mm. Um, And I obviously try and avoid this because I love what I do and I love my job. I love everything that we do. Mm. But no matter what you do, no matter what your career is, there is times when if something's all too much, you can start to resent work, particularly if it means that you're missing out on whatever else fills your cup. And for me, that is time with Harvey. Mm. And so there's times where I really envy you. It's quite ironic because there's days when you pull out the driveway and I've got Harvey and I'm looking at you like so sad that you're having to leave us. But I'm like, God damn it. I wish I was getting in that car <laughs> and going to sit in an office with like a great crew and hang out for the day and, you know, just work on something. Speak to adults. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. Like it's, it goes in circles, but um, I totally get that. And I think that that's really interesting because I think what's really cool about our perspective mm. And yes, we're not the only ones who are doing this. Like obviously yeah. there are plenty of people um, who are in heterosexual relationships where the the dad is the one that stays at home. There's plenty of that, mm-hmm. but not enough that it's like normal. Mm. Um, and so for us, I feel like we have this really interesting perspective. It's not just because of me being the woman and the fact that I was breastfeeding and everything like that, that I was home for a certain period. It was mm. also like COVID on top of that. Mm-hmm. But for us, we were both home with Harvey whilst I was balancing work and everything like that. We were both with Harvey for like the first eight months of his life. Yeah. I mean, quite that's a lot pretty, together. That's pretty more uncommon. Totally. Than um, that absolutely like is. A, one way or the other. Totally. Sure. Because more often than not, the breadwinner or the person that's going to go back to work mm-hmm. has to go back within weeks mm-hmm. of the baby being born. Like that is the more common thing. And so I think what's really easy from there is for that person to never really be able to understand or empathize. Yeah. On the stay-at-home parent. For sure. And I think what's really special about how it's happened for us is that I can completely empathize with you Mm. what it's like to be home with him Mm. all day, day on day, and what you have to get done. But I think the same, like it's not like you've never had a job before. You you can understand what it's like for me. And you also see me with Harvey and how much Mm. I struggle to say goodbye sometimes. So I think you have that empathy too. Mm. And I think what I really respect in our relationship is keeping that conversation really open in that we really share the load in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're at home more than I am. So when it comes to like housework, mm-hmm. you probably do more than I do. But I do the food shopping. Mm. We share cooking. Mm-hmm. We share his laundry. I do his food prep. Like there's a mm. lot of other things that we share. Whereas more often than not, and again, yeah. I'm only saying this because it's quite common in the heterosexual relationships that the mm-hmm. female is the one at home. Yeah. More often than not, Mums are left to do a lot of the housework as well. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a lot of friends who are, that's the case, who also say that their partner, because they've been working really hard, which totally it's fair, they're allowed to be exhausted, mm. might want to go to the pub some nights after work. They might have a sport that's their outlet on the weekend, or mm. they might want to go out and see their mates on the weekend, or put, go play golf or whatever, because they've had a stressful week at work. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. But they often don't even really ask appreciate or have the conversation. Yeah. A full-time job. And so the woman, more often than not, again, commonly, Mm -hmm. is kind of left to still look after the kid even over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when is their time for them? And Mm -hmm. so I think what we've tried to do is try and keep that really open. Yeah. And like have those like, this is happening on the weekend. Do you think I could go? What have you mm-hmm. got on? Like, it's a really open dialogue. For sure. Yep. So what would you say to 
I suppose, the working parent out there to, to help empathize with the stay-at-home parent in the relationship? I think you said it perfectly with just open communication. I mean, if someone's telling you regularly, I need a break or I want to go do this because of X, Y, and Z, you just got to make it work. You can't be like, nah, because where's that get you? Mm. I think what you said, we do that great. We have a calendar, we look things up, we work it out. Yeah. Yeah. But what you said, stay-at-home parent, that is a job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for a lot of people, it's a 24-7 job that doesn't have sick leave. That, Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's not nine to five. Yeah. It's 24-7. So and, and in some aspects, but like you said before, it is quite isolating too, mm. depending on what your social situation is within a parent community. So some people might want an outlet, you know, mums in, like again, commonly, might want to just go and have brunch on a Sunday with their girlfriends, but they can't because dad's playing soccer or, yeah. or whatever <laughs> or golf. Yeah. But then… That's it. Because you're just alone, always. Yeah. With a person that can't speak, <laughs> generally. <laughs> That's true. That's or just hopeless. yells at you and headbutts the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So I suppose, again, going back to questioning like what we grew up with and everything like that, mm. have you found that your… Because again, I think our generation is making that change. Yeah. Have you found that you've had many mates or even like your dad or someone like that assume that what you're doing now is just a short-term temporary thing. You know, it's they're not really taking your role as a stay-at-home parent mm-hmm. seriously. Has that happened a lot? I get that all the time. Right. So often. Almost every conversation where I'm catching up with someone, how you been, what are you up to? And, you, and my answer is, oh, you know, I'm with Harvey all the time. I'm a stay-at-home dad. And then literally the next question is, so what's next? Like, what are you… Yeah. And like, they look at you like, well, so what are you doing? Yeah. And you're kind of like, Next well, week. for now, that's well, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a parent until he's at school. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, like I can't just leave him at home and go be a builder again. Like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, and we've obviously spoken about like we we know we have the option of yeah taking him to daycare, all of that sort of stuff. And for us, it is going <clears> to <throat> be that thing is if something comes up for you, if you do have a real yeah, interest yeah. to go back to work, or yeah. that's a conversation we'll have. Yeah, and it's probably a good time to speak to it is in I still have lines of work that I do mm. from home, mm. um, which again might be slightly different to most people. And that goes back to the content creation. I still do branded deals. I still do photo work. And then on top of that, I've been scratching my itch a little bit with my old career by renovating our mm. holiday house. Mm. So like you said before, like not being able to sit still, like that's been a massive, um, as much as it's been stressful to do it all, it's also been like a coping mechanism. It's something else to take my Some mind sort of away. From. Well, it's all, yeah. It's also communication with adults yeah. across <laughs> sure. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, but it's hard, isn't it? It's really hard to balance. Like you literally oh, only have his two-hour nap time Literally. In and in day. that two hours, I'm cleaning up the, the tornado he's created before it, <laughs> yeah. doing his washing, cleaning the kitchen, unloading the dishwasher. While you're on the phone to tradies. Li- literally. Yeah. Because that's his, that's his other new thing now, touching on tantrums. As soon as I answer my phone, he yeah. just stares at me in the eye and screams. Yeah. I've Not like a crying that. scream, just ah. Yeah. Totally and then has over. a breath and does it again. <laughs> so I just pace. He really doesn't like it. Pace around. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's taking us off our phones. It but is. it's hard if you're trying to balance work. Correct. And are you feeling more comfortable, as you said before, when people ask you what, what mm. you do or what you're doing? Are you feeling more confident and comfortable in saying, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad? Yeah, or? I'm undeniably proud of where I'm at. Aww. I am. And I always like really? sing your praises because like I said at the start, like it's your career that's kicking ass, not mine. So it makes sense to give you that opportunity to pursue what you're doing and finish what you're doing and, you know, 
So you can be proud of what you've built. For me, I had a wishy-washy... But you've also worked really hard up until this point too. So you you always spoke to me about working really, really hard, trying to set us up so yeah. that you could even have an early retirement. I mean, that was always a priority of mine with the way I managed my finances and did what I did. So to yeah, work hard young to set myself up to be able to do this, I'm very proud and fortunate to be able to do that. But more so, I'd like to say to answer your question, when people ask me, I've got no hesitation in saying what I do. And I almost like... That, you like that to following say. second question too. Because <laughs> you just give it back on like, and it makes them go, oh. Yeah. You know, and like, it's, it's not like educating someone on it, but it's like, makes them definitely think like, oh, that's probably not the right thing to say. Or Totally. Mm. And I think it's really interesting because when, when people ask women that, it's… Um, women normally get, when's the next one? Well, exactly. <laughs> There's a few different things. It's either, you know, society now expects… I was listening to this other podcast um, beyond the bump and they were talking about being a good enough mother is better than trying to be the perfect mum. Mm. And there's a lot of like psychology around it. But basically like in in society's like perfect mum, it's like you're this like selfless yeah. person and you you can go back to work but you can balance it all and all this sort of stuff. And I think where society is now, it's like you ex- we expect – that stay-at-home parent to be able to do it all and balance it all and, and work and all that sort of stuff. But like generations ago, they needed a village to help yeah. like raise a child. Mm. And so it's like there's all these like different ideas of the way it should be, how you should parent, how mm. you should balance work and parenting. And so I think going against the grain and showing that there are different ways of doing it, mm. i.e. you yeah. in a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. being the male, mm-hmm. staying at home, while I work, that's different. Yeah. But like that shouldn't be different. It should just be like whatever. Whatever you decide. You decide. Whatever works for you, do it. Totally. Yeah. Not because, oh, what are the boys in the pub going to say? Yeah. Or yeah. what is my parents going to think? Or, yeah. You know, and like what some, is my grandparents going to think? Totally. And some parents uh, are stay-at-home parents and they don't have the plans to go back to work. And mm. so someone asking them when they're going back to work yeah. might actually be like, do you think I should be doing that? Yeah, Plants yeah. that seed, like Definitely. you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, it's like, how how would you expect me to, to do that? To yeah, put well, that on top of what I already exactly do every day. That's <laughs> exactly how I feel in a nutshell when you get that question. Yeah, it's like am you I, obviously, I am think I not doing... that's it. That's it. I reckon if you spoke to more women. Oh, women get it. Blokes they don't get, get it. it. They think, oh, you're just sitting on the couch all day. Yes. Kick them back. And I think that's the narrative that needs Kids to change. Kids sleep from eight till eight. And that's just, the narrative that needs to change. And yeah. that's where I think your friends will have a special perspective. And hopefully when it does come to the time, if they do decide to have children. The, I can't wait. That they will be able to respect their partner. Yeah. If, if their partner is the one that stays at home. They will be able to have an understanding because of you and because of mm. your open dialogue about what it's like yeah, being yeah, at home. Sure. They'll have a better understanding of it. I think you said it. I think we spoke about this a couple of days ago. You said it well. You're like a lot of um, men typically say when they're looking after their kid on the weekend because mum's away. It's like you're like, oh, it's almost like it's babysitting as yeah. opposed to like just looking after their kid, being there, being there <laughs> as being a, a parent. parent, you know, like doing the the thing. You're like you're, you're just minding it while yeah. it's existing. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but it's funny. You said it before. I um, it's like with my mates in particular. I, you get a couple of tongue in cheek comments about you know you don't work or blah, blah, mm. blah. It's like, I just, I just can't wait for one of them to have a kid and have that weekend. Yeah. And I just get a message. It'll be, it'll be slight and it'll be like, wow. <laughs> I, like, you do this every day. Yeah. Like, that's going to make me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean you do this every day? So, 
I love that. Yeah, it'd be funny. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel like this is definitely one of those conversations. I feel like a lot of stay-at-home parents are going to feel seen, but also I hope that, you know, people in heterosexual relationships, maybe the mother can like show their partner this this mm. podcast. Oh my God, we have a guest. Hello, buddy. Hi, buddy. So Lawsy's been looking after Harvey while we've been recording. He's got his little um <gasps> oh, your little door card on. Do you want to say hi? Say mum. Good boy. <laughs> can you say can you say dad? Ma. Oh, <laughs> come on, I'll, I'll give you a chocolate on the way home. Hi, buddy. Did you have fun with Lawsy? <laughs> he's got a little um a door reader in his hand, <laughs> and I just took him before to get some food, and he's downstairs scanning all the PowerPoints in the hallway thinking they're going to open and close. <laughs> it's crazy how quickly they, they learn how to do things. But <sighs> thank you so much for joining me. And no thanks worries. so much for listening, guys. Um, as always, I'll be back in your ears in a fortnight from now. Also, if you would like to join basically a virtual mother's group, we have our Kick Bump Facebook community, which you can be a part of. And you can find out more about Keep It Cleaner on our socials at Keep It Cleaner or website www.keepitcleaner.com and, of course, on the Apple or Google Play store. And I'm Steph Claire Smith. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. 